What's going on? What's going on? This is your brother Bashir Jones, and I hope and pray all is well. And welcome to my new show, Bashir Speaks. I am so excited to connect with Connect HQ and all these amazing people to make sure that this happens. You know, in life, in life, man, things never happen in the way that you expect them to, but they always happen the way that they're supposed to. And this podcast was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. So I reached out to my guy Watts and, and Stephanie and Marcelo and all these amazing people and said, hey, I want to do a show. I think that my voice is something that people still want to hear. And I hope that that's the case. I want you to join me on this journey with Bashir Speaks to Podcast. It's going to be a show that is focused on information and inspiration. Information and inspiration. And throughout this show going to talk about the news of what's going on, not only locally, but nationally and internationally. We're also going to talk about books and concepts and, and all these different thoughts that I have into my mind that I want to speak to you. And from there, you could do what you want to do with it. You know, it's like eating food. You eat food, you keep the nutrients, and you release that which you don't need. And that's what I hope this show to be for you. I hope it's a show that will bring you information and inspiration, inspire you. For those who are not familiar with me, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Born in Brooklyn, New York. Majority of my family is in New York. And I moved here to Cleveland, Ohio with my mom and my siblings. And people ask, how in the world did you get from New York to Cleveland? Well, poverty has a way of moving us around. I had an auntie that was here. And that's how I became familiar with Cleveland. We came here and uh, we lived in a place called the Salvation Army. Salvation Army, which is a shelter for women and children. And for anybody out there who has lived in shelters or have lived in any form of poverty, the things that I'm saying will not surprise you. But even while we lived in this shelter, my mother, she would take us to go feed other homeless people. So at a very young age, she was teaching us that no matter how bad you think you have it, Somebody got it worse than you, all right? No matter your situation, no matter your struggle, the medicine for our anger and our sadness, gratefulness. Be grateful. Be grateful. Yeah, I know your babies might be getting on your nerves. That's what babies do. But the fact that you have your baby is a blessing. I know your mother, she done told you to clean your room. She ain't giving you what you think that you deserve. Blah, 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 blah. But at least you got your mother. Because if you're like me, our mothers have left this earth. My mom passed away from breast cancer 13 years back. And only people who have lost a mother can truly understand what it feels like to live a life without your heart, without your mother, or without your father, without your siblings, whatever the case may be. So this show is not just a show to talk about what's going on outside, but it's a show for us to tap into what's going on inside. What's going on inside of you? Are you connected? You know, I think about it sometimes, 
as I'm traveling through my life and my journey, because we all got a journey. Everybody got a journey. We all going through, you know what I'm saying, our, our places and spaces in life. And I recognize that the journey is more important than whatever destination you think you're trying to get to. No, when you, as the moment that you climb one mountain, you already thinking about the next mountain you're trying to climb. That is the condition of the human being. The condition of the human being is that we are never grateful. Always looking what's next. Now with some blessings in that, because we're always trying to elevate, right? But the problem with it, if we're not careful, is that we can be ungrateful for the blessings of God. So the way this show is going to go is I'm going to always begin the show with a book, with a book. And today's book is called Radical Love. Radical Love. Check that out. My good friend, he wrote this book. This was actually my professor. I have my master's in theology, um, my bachelor's from Morehouse College in African Studies. But my professor, Professor Safi, he wrote something called The Radical Love. And I'm going to read you something from it. This is called, Each of Us Has a Jesus Inside. Now, I know for those who are tuned in, for some reason, Bashir, you Muslim, what you talking about Jesus for? Like, nobody can talk about Jesus but Christians. Jesus had an impact on the entire world. Matter of fact, you can't even be Muslim unless you believe in Jesus. Unfortunately, we live in a society where when you're the part of the majority, it doesn't give you any inclination to learn about the minority. But when you are a part of the minority, it forces you to learn about the majority. For example, if you are Muslim or Jewish, not Jewish, but practice Judaism or Hindu or Buddhist, nine times out of ten, you've read the Bible before. But if you're a Christian, you probably have not read uh, the Quran or read uh, any of the books from other people, but you should. I mean, listen, you can learn from a Dr. Zeus book. So what makes you think you can't learn from spiritual books that was created from or by or through people that you never met before? But this is amazing. It call, it's called Each of Us Has a Jesus Inside. And this poem was written by my absolute favorite poet, my absolute favorite poet all time is Rumi, Rumi, Jalaluddin Rumi. And Rumi just means the Roman. All right, but we'll get into that another time. But he says in his poem, every task has a guide that leads humanity onward. There is a pain, a yearning, a suffering, a love for it, that has to be aroused inside the human so that we set out to accomplish it. Without this longing pain for it, no task is accomplished, whether it is regarding the world, the next world, trade, imperial rule, knowledge, stars, or whatever else. Until the birth pains showed up inside Mary, she didn't aim for the blessed tree that's mentioned in the Quranic verse. The birth pains drove her to cling to the trunk of the palm tree. It was that pain and yearning that led Mary to the tree. A barren tree became filled with fruit. Our body is like Mary, and each of us 
has a Jesus inside. If a pain and yearning shows up inside of us, the Jesus of our soul is born. If there is no pain, no yearning, the Jesus of our soul will return to its origin from the same secret passageway that he came from. If there is no pain, if there is no yearning, we will remain deprived, not benefiting from that Jesus of the soul. What does that mean? That means that as we go throughout life, many of us are trying our best to run away from pain. <laughs> so you're trying to run away from pain. You're trying to run away from not taking a risk. You're trying to run away from all of these different things that might hurt you. But don't you understand that sometimes the greatest pain will birth the greatest baby, the greatest baby. Many of us are walking around in our lives and we don't want to take a risk. I'd rather work this job that I've been working. I'd rather live in the place that I've been living in. I'd rather be in this relationship that I've been in because what? I'm comfortable and I don't want the pain of the darkness or the unknown. But you cannot become successful until you become comfortable with being uncomfortable. So Mary, who, as we believe, birthed this baby from a virgin birth, the pain. Can you imagine Mary? Even if you're not Christian or Muslim or religious at all, you can still learn from, you can still learn from it. She was a virgin. She's having a baby. She's having a baby. She's never even been physical with anyone, but she's having a baby. Can you imagine for those who are mothers out there, what happens if you birth the baby too early? The baby is what? Underdeveloped, isn't it? The lungs are undeveloped. If the baby is born too quickly because of your, you know, not wanting pain, you want that baby out of you. If you're a mother and you've been pregnant, there's, there's been times that you wanted that baby out of you before it was time to come out, obviously. And for those babies who, are, who come out before, what are they called? Premature. The lungs are underdeveloped. The heart may have problems. And you have to leave the baby in the hospital. And you know what? You can't even touch the baby. The baby, in some cases, can be sickly. The baby has to stay there. And the only way you can touch them is if you can put them in hands and make sure your hands is covered. How does that baby grow when it is premature? You may say time. Okay, that's good. How else? The comfort of his mother. The comfort of someone holding it. That is the way that the baby grows. What am I saying? If you want to be successful or have any form of success, if you are afraid of taking a risk, you won't ever be successful. If you are afraid of being in the darkness because you don't know what's going to happen, I'm afraid that I don't know what's going to happen if I go outside. Then you'll never have the chance to truly benefit from what God has for you. One of the elders said to me that the, that the juiciest fruit is on the shakiest branch. So I say to you, as I say to myself, we all have a Jesus inside of us. It may come with pain to deliver that, but you got to deliver it. 
Because the gift that God has given you is not a gift until you give it away. It's not a gift if you just got it. Hey, Bashir, I got a gift for you. Oh, why? When you gonna give it to me? I'll give it to you another time. Well, it ain't really a gift. It's not a gift until you give it away. Each of us have our own special gifts that God has given us that you got to give away. Now, you may say, well, Bashir, you know, I got problems, man. I smoke or I drink or I, I, I do this. I do whatever it is that you do. Guess what? We all do it. We all got problems. We all are going through the human experience, every last one of us. And if you say you don't, lie in your problem, okay? So get that together. We all going through something. But the key is to not allow the gifts that God has given you to remain inside of you out of fear of what the world going to say. It don't matter what the world say. All that matters is that God has given you something and it's important for you to push it out. I want to say thank you so much to Omid Safi, Professor Safi, Beautiful book, The Radical Love. You should look into it. It's filled with poetry, filled with all these beautiful words. I love this book. It really does something for me. All right? Well, listen, man, today, what I want to talk to you about of what is happening in the news, in the news. And I really want to discuss with you this Voting Rights Act. You know, when it comes to politics, many of us don't understand politics. We don't understand the language of politics. For those who don't know, I was a councilman for four years from 2017 to 2021 in the neighborhood that raised me, Ward 7. For those who are uh, not in Cleveland, Ward 7 is in the inner city of Cleveland, St. Clair, Superior, Wade Park, Huff Avenue. It was the neighborhood that raised me. When we left the shelters, we moved to, to Ward 7, a place that is very special to me. So I ran for office, ran and became a councilman there. And what I've come to find out is that most of us truly don't understand politics. Some of it is because um, it's hidden from us, and others is because we don't go and search for it. We are more comfortable with the knowledge that we have than the knowledge that we should go after. So the Voting Rights Act is something that we've been fighting for for a very long time. I want to talk to you about this John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, for those who don't know. For those who are wondering, What's this conversation around voting? What is being put in front of the House and the Senate? The John Lewis Voting Rights Act. It responds to current conditions in voting today by restoring the full protections of the original Bipartisan Voting Rights Act of 1965, which was last reauthorized by Congress in 2006, but gutted by Supreme Court in 2013. So following the Shelby County decision seven years ago, Several states passed sweeping voter suppression laws that disproportionately prevented minorities, the elderly, and the youth from voting. For those who think that voting does not matter, I don't know what you're thinking about. This is 2022. Voting absolutely matters from who gets funding, what schools get taken care of, what streets get plowed. Uh, we had a big snowstorm here in the city of Cleveland, and politics play a part in it. Why? because we elect politicians to do with our tax dollars, all right? Because either way it go, whether you think voting don't matter or not and you don't vote, you're still paying taxes. You are still paying taxes every single day that you go to the store, every time that you get, you get a check, you're still paying tax. So you might as well get involved in voting. And it's something that in 2022, we are still fighting to establish the voting rights and turning it into a law. This is ridiculous, man. 
And I'm gonna get into I'm gonna get into that in a second. I'm gonna get into that in a second, regards to Democrats, Republicans, and why are we where we are still today. But I want I want you to hear what is the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act? Well, following the Shelby County decision seven years ago, several states passed sweeping voter suppression laws that disproportionately prevented minorities, elderly, and the youth from voting. How many of you can remember hearing that? The ballot boxes went from all these different other places so you could only come to one place to drop your ballot in. These is called voter suppression laws. Or you have to have a certain ID. Or if this ID, this, blah, blah, whatever the case may be. Why? Why would you think people would do that if voting didn't matter? Why do you think that? Why in the world would people go to such distance to keep you from voting if voting doesn't matter? Now, on the flip side, why don't we vote like that? Because we really don't trust the government. Let's just be real. We don't trust the government. We don't believe that the government has done anything for us. And you have some, some credibility in what you are saying, but no system will ever do anything for you. You have to make it do it for you. All right? Frederick Douglass said something very powerful. He said that the body will always remain enslaved as long as the mind is enslaved long as the mind is enslaved. So as long as you believe that the system can't do nothing for you, then your body gonna just follow the way. It starts here. Change the mindset and the condition changes. So what this bill is gonna do is provide the tools to address these discriminatory practices and it seeks to protect all Americans the right to vote. So the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, it will create a new coverage formula that applies to all states and hinges on a finding of repeated voting rights violations in the preceding 25 years. So you have states like Ohio, like Ohio, like Texas, right? You don't find places like California doing this or like New York doing this that has a really strong democratic, you know, but any place where the Republicans are in the majority or in the majority of power, you're gonna find voter suppression laws. And, it's, and you know what's something about this, which you don't understand, what Republicans don't understand? Is that you could get a lot more black people if you stop being so damn blatantly racist. I'll show you trip. Most black people are conservative. They're not liberal. Most black people are conservative. But if the Republicans wasn't so damn blatantly racist, more black, you will be surprised how much black people vote for Republicans. You will be surprised how many black people voted for Donald Trump. It will blow your mind to know that. Why? Because what Joe Biden is talking about is not moving to that community. Start having dialogue with your friends and your family and ask them, hey, listen, just be real with me. Did you vote for Trump? Watch what they say. And I can tell you right now, the way that the Democrats are going, if Donald Trump runs and in the next election, Donald Trump will win. You can mark this down in history right now that if Donald Trump can run, he is going to win more black votes than you ever thought before because Joe Biden, President Biden, has not fulfilled his word to black people. To black people. I want to throw a question out there that I want you to think about. Who was better for the black community? Now, this is not a show that's just, but it's a show we're just talking about humanity right now. Let's talk 
and ask yourself a question that I want you to ask at the dinner table, at every barber shop, at every beauty salon. I want you to ask a question, who was better for black people, Barack Obama or Donald Trump? I just want you to have a conversation about it. Don't get into that whole, yes, we can, and you felt good because he was the first black pre- I don't want to hear about none of that. All right, we all feel good about it. I'm talking about what are some serious changes that was made that affected black people and who was better for black people between Donald Trump and Barack Obama? Because there's no reason why our Voting Rights Act should not have been passed. Now, some of you will say, well, it's because the Republicans were blocking. But what about when the Democrats had the majority of the House, the majority of the Senate, and the, maj- and the presidency and the vice presidency? What about that? Why do Democrats continue to take black people for granted? Why do Democrats locally, statewide, and federally take black people for granted? Democratic Party, why do you take us for granted? And I can tell you, if the Republicans wasn't so blatantly racist or sympathetic towards racism, more black people would openly be a part of the Republican Party. So what is this act going to do? It's going to allow federal courts to order states or jurisdictions to be covered for results-based violations, where the effect of a particular voting measure, including voter ID laws, is to lead to racial discrimination in voting and deny citizens their right to vote. It's going to increase transparency by requiring reasonable public notice for voting changes. Sometimes they'll change your voting location and you won't even know about it until a week before, a month before, even then. Many of our elders, they need, they need time to know, you know, where, what places to go to. So what I want you to do is Google the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act so that you can learn about it and understand it. And my final thought to this topic is this. Nobody's going to give you anything you must demand it. The secret language for politicians is money and votes. If you want to move your local officials, you either write checks or you come out and vote. If you don't vote, then in their minds, your voice doesn't matter. It takes a very special elected official to take care of those who don't take care of themselves. It takes a very special elected official because most elected officials want to remain in office for as long as they can. So how do you do that? By making sure that those who voted for you will vote for you again. So I close and say, I thank you so much for joining me on this podcast of Bashir Speaks. And the reason why this podcast is important, I believe, is that I may say some things that you disagree with. I may say some things that you absolutely disagree with. But if I can get you to just think and have an educated opinion, then I've done my job. Be thinkers. Think and think deeply. As you grow in your life, the things that you thought yesterday may not be the things that you think today. But be open to learning and be open to the truth no matter whose mouth it comes out of. May God bless you, protect you, and strengthen you 
Thank you so much for joining me on podcast Bashir Speaks. I pray and hope, I pray and hope that you receive not all that you desire, but all that you need. God bless you. Help me understand how you can be so mad.